get out your feelings. It's in the way of your vision. Get out your feelings. And then you find out what's missing. Get out your feelings. You got emotions overflowing. And guess what? That'll stop you from growing. Get out your feelings. It's in the way of your vision. Get out your feelings. And then you find out what's missing. Get out your feelings. You got emotions overflowing. And guess what? That'll stop you from growing. Get out your feelings. Tell me how it feel when you feeling like you not living life. Tell me how it feel when you disgusted, you sick and tired. Tell me how it felt when there was nobody to understand. Tell me how it cost when you let your feelings get out of hand. Going off emotions and you really wasn't thinking. Then stop to gather words before you started speaking. Now you've left room for altercation to get deep. Taking off with anger, saying things you don't really mean. So what's the meaning for feeding the fire? Just in the end to have no closure and be in denial. Seek for solutions and figure it out. But you can't cause you too stuck on what lingers inside. Get out your feelings. It's in the way of your vision. Get out your feelings. And then you find out what's missing. Get out your feelings. You got emotions overflowing. And guess what? That'll stop you from growing. Get out your feelings. It's in the way of your vision. Get out your feelings. And then you find out what's missing. Get out your feelings. You got emotions overflowing. And guess what? That'll stop you from growing. Get out your feelings Visions get cloudy when rottenness overrides you Aggression has taken over Becoming the force that drives you Don't let your attitude deprive you Of tools you capable of taking your mind too Might I remind you It doesn't take but a second to think time through And in a minute you clearly have it behind you A wrong decision could have you looking behind you Don't get caught up in the past even a blind man can see far, know how to use the mind to break tension, absorb the recall. But you can really see and can't see the reason you're here for. Put heart into your vision and then you begin to see more. Get out your feelings. It's in the way of your vision. Get out your feelings. And then you find out what's missing. Get out your feelings. You got emotions overflowing. And guess what? That'll stop you from growing. Get out your feelings. It's in the way of your vision. Get out your feelings. And then you find out what's missing, get out your feelings. You got emotions overflowing. And guess what? That'll stop you from growing. Get out your feelings. Feelings have you missing what's really inside. Corrupt egos make you feel like you did in your pride. Worldly ways will build a monster that's living inside. Be flexible with situations when dealing with life. You see, words just express how you feel at the time. But actions bring existence to what you're feeling inside. Either or could be deadly. They both apply pressure, cause pain or bring pleasure. Life comes with opinions. Some the same, some different. Be careful what you say. You can speak it to existence. You can talk a good game, but your actions inconsistent. You can say one thing and do another. The overflow of emotion got you caught Get out your feelings. It's in the way of your vision. Get out your feelings. And then you find out what's missing. Get out your feelings. You got emotions overflowing. And guess what? That'll stop you from growing. Get out your feelings. It's in the way of your vision, get out your feelings. And then you'll find out what's missing, get out your feelings. You got emotions overflowing, and guess what? That'll stop you from growing. Get out your feelings.
We praise Allah. Yes, we rise in all open all meetings according to the circle seven in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Without further ado, I bring on the faithful members of society. Great elder, how you feeling? Shalom. Feeling good. Peace and love, everybody. Giving all praises to the Almighty God, Allah, and giving honor to our great and noble beloved prophet, noble Drew Ali, and we give honor to KOS and the representative of the cosmos and all the council members. Peace and love, everybody. Our other faithful member of society, Brother Nazir. Peace and love to the family. Shalom to the great elder. I'd like as well to honor to our great God Allah, to our noble, honorable prophet, Noble Zuali, on this beautiful day. We just give thanks. Man, we are in high spirits and pure love, so definitely excited to be on the panel. And I yield. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I rise, give all praises to Almighty, the Eternal, the Infinite, the Incomprehensible, Father of the Universe, Governor of all worlds. Great God Allah, and how highest honor and love to the holy and divine prophet of the four more Samaritans, noble Drew Ali. Highest honor to the Father who gave life to thee, and highest honors and love to the mother who carried thee. All praise to Allah for giving unto thee a wife to love and respect. I give all honors and love to the faithful members of society. We commence our meeting. Any comments, statements, anything want to be presented by any of the council members? Shalom. Shalom. The only news I have is that I went out and did a good deed today. Your great aunt and Ruth and me, she needed me, but I didn't quite get the project finished. I had to go to town and get another part, so I get up in the morning. And probably go finish it up because if I would have went back then, I probably wouldn't have been able to make the meeting. So all is good. But other than that, that's about it. And our her grandson being kidnapped, so that's why they need a man to go up there and do a little work. 
But other than that, beautiful, beautiful. Shalom. Man, we doing definitely great deeds. This and preparing in this world and uplifting the fall of humanity, just as well as <coughs> preparing them, them, the family from the transition from the west to the back to the east. So we steadily pushing forward towards that, allowing out using the time wisely, planning out the space. Even within, so definitely creating those realms. So it's definitely something exciting and beautiful within these processes. But with that, our love is given. Great praises. Shalom. Shalom. Beautiful, beautiful. <clears throat> well, today's lesson is a beautiful lesson today. A magnificent lesson. Today's lesson, we're going to be discussing Obama's speech about the Muslim Americans. So we're going to be discussing the Obama's speech. So it's going to be very impactful. Before we get into discussion, we're going to listen to uh, a brief section of the whole entire speech. Uh, The whole entire speech is over an hour, so we're not going to hold ourselves accountable. So what we're going to do is point out the portion that goes to this understanding and and leave the rest for your due diligence to listen to Obama's speech. Okay, but before we begin, we're going to take it to the more Science Temple of America, the Divine Constitution and Bylaws. We have the crescent and the star, which represents our salvation. We have the eye of Robert, represents Allah. And we have the hands joining, which represents unity. At one. The Grand Sheik and the Chairman of the Moorish Science Temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce laws with the assistance of the Prophet and the Grand Body of the Moorish Science Temple of America. The Assistant Grand Sheik is to assist the Grand Sheik in all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and it is known before the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Act 2. All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest because on Friday, first man was formed in flesh, and on Friday, the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his Father God, Allah. For that cause, Friday is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act three, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. 
No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister because Allah is love. Act 4, all members must preserve these holy and divine laws and all members must obey the laws of the government because by being a Moorish American, you are a part and partial of the government and must live the life accordingly. Act 5, this organization of the Moorish Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. Act 6, with us all members must proclaim their nationality, and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed, that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names was given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men must now proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe ordained noble Drew Ali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. All members must promptly attend their meetings and become a part and partial of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of Moorish Science Temple of America, and you are entitled to the name of faith. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become a part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, noble Drew Ali, through the guidance of his father God, Allah. So that was the Moorish Science Temple of America, the divine constitution and bylaws. Now we're going to get into the preface of this audio we're going to be listening to. The audio we're going to be listening to is uh, per over three minutes in audio length. 
So we're going to listen to three minutes of this audio, and I want us to take notes during this audio so we can hear the things that are being said and the things that are being pointed out. Now, before we listen to this audio, I would like all the listeners and downloaders to go to Google and type in President Obama holding noble Drew Ali picture. Type that on Google. Click on the images. Okay, so when you see this image, you're going to see that the president, President Obama, know much about the prophet. And this message that was delivered was codified. And it was codified under Muslim Americans. Now, this was a very impactful speech. Now, we want to keep in line of the teachings of what Prophet Noble Drew Ali have given. And then I want you listening to compare those teachings into what we listen to with Obama's speech. Now, Obama's speech, this is in Cairo of Egypt. Now, this speech was in Cairo of Egypt, June 4th, 2009. So, to go in and line it up properly before we even begin the audio, we're going to go to Chapter 47 of our Circle 7, Holy Quran of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Now, the reason why... Obama made this speech in Egypt is given to us in our circle seven. Because we remember a prophet leads prophecy. And the prophet has spoken on about having an Asiatic president and a European vice president. And during the time of Obama, this is what happened. And so the title of Chapter 47 is Egypt, the capital empire of the dominion of Africa. So this is why Obama made a speech in Egypt. So we're going to listen to the words. We're not going to read the entire chapter. We're just going to read... To our point is made Alright verse 1 The inhabitants of Africa Are the descendants of the ancient Canaanites from the land of Canaan Old man Cush and his family are the First inhabitants Of Africa Who came from the land Of Canaan His father Ham And his family were second 
then came the word Ethiopia, which means the demarcation line of the dominion of a Mexum. A Mexum, the first true and divine name of Africa. The dividing of the land between the father and the son. The dominions of Cush, northeast and southeast Africa, and northwest and southwest was his father's dominion of Africa. In later years, many of their brethren from Asia and the Holy Land joined them. The Moabites, verse 6, the Moabites from the land of Moab, who received permission from the pharaohs of Egypt to settle and inhabit northwest Africa, they were the founders and are the true possessors of the present Moroccan Empire. With their Canaanite, Hittite, and Amorite brethren, who sojourned from the land of Canaan, seeking new homes. Verse 7, their dominion and inhabitation extended from northeast and southwest Africa across the great Atlantis, even unto the present North, South, and Central America, and also Mexico, and the Atlantis Island before the great earthquake, which caused the great Atlantic Ocean. So we're going to stop at verse 7. So we want to see this is how we migrated from northwest and southwestern shores of Africa to the shores of our ancestors coming to America, and we've been born in America before it was an Atlantic Ocean and before there was a great earthquake. So you're going to hear Obama speak on some science that's just been delivered into what the prophet has delivered to us. So I hope we got our pens and pads ready. We're going to get ready to play the audio. I also know civilization's debt to Islam. It was Islam that places like Uluzad that carried the light of learning through so many centuries, paving the way for Europe's renaissance and enlightenment. It was innovation in Muslim communities. It was innovation in Muslim communities that developed the order of algebra, our magnetic compass and tools of navigation, our mastery of pens and printing, our understanding of how disease spreads and how it can be healed. Islamic culture has given us majestic arches, and soaring spires, timeless poetry and cherished music, endless poetry and, ch and places of peaceful con contemplation. And throughout history, Islam has demonstrated through words and deeds 
the possibilities of religious tolerance and racial equality. I also know that Islam has always been a part of America's story. The first nation to recognize my country was Morocco. In signing the Treaty of Tripoli in 1796, our second president, John Adams, wrote, the United States has in itself no character of enmity against the laws, religion, or tranquility of Muslims. And since our founding, American Muslims have enriched the United States. They have fought in our wars, they have served in our government, they have stood for civil rights, they have started businesses, they have taught at our universities, they've excelled in our sports arenas, they've won Nobel Prizes, built our tallest building, and lit the Olympic torch. And when the first Muslim American was recently elected to Congress, he took the oath to defend our Constitution using the same Holy Quran that one of our founding fathers, Thomas Jefferson, kept in his personal library. So I have known Islam on three continents before coming to the region where it was first revealed. That experience guides my conviction that partnership between America and Islam must be based on what Islam is, not what it isn't. And I consider it part of my responsibility as President of the United States to fight against negative stereotypes of Islam wherever they appear. But that same principle must apply to Muslim perceptions of America. Just as, just as Muslims do not fit a crude stereotype, America is not the crude stereotype of a self-interested empire. The United States has been one of the greatest sources of progress that the world has ever known. Now, that was a portion from Obama's speech. Now, I, I hope that was some beautiful news to those who haven't heard. But this is what's been going on. And so we must keep that light available because it was done in June. So we must revisit these times of the new era. Now, before we begin on our discussion, let's discuss. What do y'all, what do the council members have to say about this speech? Shalom. It shows much work with the prophet. And I say that simply because he understands. 
I see from within the president's speech, he understands and sees what is him saying Islam the first nation excuse me, Islam recognized his nation. And the first nation was Morocco to recognize his nation under the uh, Treaty of Tripoli in 1796. And then him taking it back in history for saying what Islam has done to European culture. So, yes, man, it, it, it got into some deep, deep, heavy. Uh, Understand this for me once again, replanning all over again. On to the first Muslim American judge and him having the Thomas Jefferson's Holy Quran. I mean, it covers some real, real heavy sciences, but I see the prophet's work heavily within. Oh, yeah, but I yield the floor on that, just pouring out a couple aspects, was taking some heavy notes. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, the things you pointed out with some great notes. I mean, these are notes that we don't are not uh, told about and not shared about. That's why I wanted to share this video and uh, a portion of it. And you can watch the full entirety on YouTube. Just type in Obama's speech uh, in Egypt, and um, it'll pop right on up. Oh, the things we read before we played the audio, oh, we read about the Moorish Americans are descendants of ancient Moabites from the northwestern and the southwestern shores of Africa. And how it states in verse 6 that the Moabites from the land of Moab who received permission from the pharaohs of Egypt to settle and inhabit northwest Africa they were the founders and are the true possessors of the present Moroccan Empire. So when the president of the United States says that the first country to recognize the United States of America was Morocco, that's speaking of the ancient Moabites, which the prophet aligned us with directly, the connection of Moorish Americans being descendants of Moroccan, born in America. And this tells how we come from Africa and we get to America. From the father to the son and to the lands and to how everything gets separated and even into the sojourning and the migration before the great earthquake. So this is very powerful News, because we know pharaohs of Egypt. When we say the pharaohs of Egypt, that's the same land that the president was speaking out of and talking about the same government that has recognized the United States first, Morocco. 
one divine moment. So when we bring this into examination, now because it the that that portion was just all in one area. And there's some other significant areas that's pointed out during the entire, but it's very sporadic. And one of those was Obama's nationality. When it came to his presidency, he wasn't classified as a president of the United States of America under African-American. I hope we catch that. He classified himself as Kenyan American, which was not a continent in, which is Africa. Kenyan is a country, a nation within a continent. See, so we got to pay attention to beautiful things that the brother just pointed out. And these are things that the divine noble was pointing towards us, that we must understand the nation you come out of. Yes, in a general sense, we are African. In a general sense, yes, Obama is African. But African is not a nation. To be a nation inside of Africa, and out of the many nations of Africa, the president of the United States, Barack Obama, was Kenyan American. So if not, Obama had to classify a nation of Africa, not that African that's in America And this is what the prophet Was bringing to us To this light That you have to be entitled to a nation So our nation As Moorish Americans We are descendants Of Moroccans So we are the Moorish Nation Moorish being the nation, American being the land. So that's something that needs to be pointed out when you're watching this video, because if not, it can go over your head, because there's so many things being said. So once again, the speech was in Egypt, in Cairo of Egypt, June 4th, 2009. And in this speech, the President of the United States talks about Islam. And one of the first things that we hear that is being said is that Islam was paving the way for European Renaissance. So when you go into the history of European Renaissance, that is in the part of Middle Ages. 
of what they call the dark ages, coming out of the dark into the light. And the ones responsible for paving the way of European Renaissance was Moors. The Moors was responsible for paving the way of the European Renaissance out of the dark ages into the ages of knowing. So you can study that vast history for yourself and see yourself in history and know that you have your place, that it was Muslims who came over and paved the way for European Renaissance. From Spain to Europe, and then he he named some of the sciences that were that paved the way for the European Renaissance, meaning that once upon a time that the Europeans didn't have none of these sciences, that it was a people that had to teach these people these sciences, and these were the Muslims. The Muslims was navigators. This is why one of the tools was a tools of navigation. We just we just wasn't on one uh, continent. Though the capital, as the states have capital, we had capital. And our capital dominion of Africa was Egypt. In Egypt, we were studying the mystery school. So in the mystery school, we was unfolding all these sciences and spending over two decades, four decades, hundreds of years, this knowledge was gained and it was spread across the continents. And this is why you have similarities on each continent of similar structures because they are built by one people. So the culture of Egypt was Muslim. Egyptian was Muslims. Just like every part of that ancient land was Muslims then. And in this present day, majority countries in Africa are still Muslims. Still practice Islam. So some of the tools of Islam that was given to the Europeans was algebra. Algebra was a science of Islam, just like all the other sciences that we're going to name, that the president mentioned. Algebra, that deals with math and connecting and joining broken parts. The compass. Where we use north, south, east, west, during the dark ages, there was no science on that. And we was the custodians of that science. And this is how we was able to navigate between the seven continents after the great earthquake, which caused the Atlantic Ocean. Types of tools of navigation. So when it comes to ships, boats, waters, seas, you got to keep all that in mind when it comes to navigation. 
aerodynamics, you got to keep all this in mind when it comes to tools and navigation. The Canaanites are what we call in present day time the Phoenicians. And the Phoenicians are the fathers and mothers of the English alphabet system and the math and the science and the laws. President Obama mentioned that the mastery of pens and printing, meaning we were master writers, we had the biggest library. When we go back into the annals of history, the largest library was the library in Egypt. Alexandria. So where our masses, pens and masses of our mastery of pens and printing was burned, was burned down. But history is revealing itself from the same presidents that set the history. It said the the Muslims, the, the culture of Islam, have the understanding of how diseases spread and how it can be healed. So before there was any pharmaceutical pill popping, we knew universal law, herbal remedies of nature that would bring cures, healed, not treated, but healed. This is why the prophet Jesus was a healer, because he went to school in Egypt under the Muslims, which meaning that Jesus was a Muslim because he was born from the descendants of Africa. So as we get into Abraham coming to the land of Canaan and giving God, giving Abraham land, in the name of the land called Canaan, now we get the understanding. His father, Ham, Ham, Abraham is Hebrew, Ibrahim. And then you have Ham, which is Cam, the Kemites, the Canaanites. And through the Canaanites is how we got here through Ham. And Ham had the dominion of the northwest and the southwestern shores of Africa. And Jesus himself was of the true blood of the ancient Canaanites and Moabites. So we see the sciences, what the prophet Jesus learned and how they was used was from the culture of Islam. The Islamic culture given majestic arches and soaring spirals, timeless poetry, and cherished music. Now, when it comes to music, we know who are the fathers and mothers of music. So who the, who is the president speaking to? Mm-hmm. In places of peaceable contemplation, 
This is what Islam gives. Places of peaceable contemplation. And this is what the president of the United States are accredited to Islam. So if Obama So if Obama knows, don't all prior presidents before Obama knows? He was the 44th president. Then the other 43 also knew the same. And every president that comes after. So we have to take this into a thorough understanding. This is what we haven't been told through twistery of his story. What's been a mystery is my story, our story. And this is what's been unraveled in today's time. But if we strictly stay attuned to only entertainment, then we can never see the legacy that's in time immemorial of our ancestry. That we are descendants of. Throughout history, Islam has demonstrated through words and deeds. That's your words. That's your action matching your words. The possibilities of religious tolerance. And racial equality All comes from Islam And this is what the prophet was telling us When he asked us In our questionnaire Is our religion a new or old time An old time religion What is that old time religion Islamism Islamism is the living practicing of these tools that we're speaking on. And for the president to state that he also knows that Islam part in America's story. So Islam Is in America's story We never was told In the schools Of America The part that Islam played But it says It has a de- a detrimental part Portent That this is To be regarded highly because this is the part of our mystery of who we was before we was told who we was. For the first nation to recognize the United States was an Islamic nation, speaks manifold. So that's different. The United States, not America, but United States. First nation to recognize the United States was Morocco. 
So we see we carry in the love that we still carry today. Who carried this much love in America today? To accept other people for who they are, to love them for who they are, to respect them for who they are. And how he gave shout-out to the treaty. So you know if he was giving shout-out to the Treaty of Tripoli of 1791, of course the Treaty of Morocco was in the same position. 8791, two Islamic nations, but two separate nations. So meaning it would be two different treaties. So but specifically in that Treaty of Tripoli of 1796, in Article 11, it states about the United States, is not founded is not founded as a Christian government. Because how can it be founded as such when it was not recognized as such? And as he stated with the second president, so we went back from the forty fourth president to the second president. So he went back from now into the present beginning of the United States. America been here, but United States is what's new to America. We're speaking on the United States, and it says by the second president, John Adams wrote, the United States has in itself no character of enmity against the laws, religion, or tranquility of Muslims. No character of unfriendliness. Enmity means unfriendliness. No hatred against the laws, religion, and tranquility of Muslims. So we see in the acknowledgement of Muslims in America prior, before the president, the second president of the United States of America. And then as the good brother just pointed out about the elected Congress member, the elected Congress member since then, uh, America's founding American Muslims. Right, this is where it gets real beautiful and good. Now, this is where we say that it's codified because you have to understand that as an African president, he's helping Africans, Africans, not just one, but Africans in general. But at the same time, when he points to America, now, this is where you have to listen closely because Africa is different from America. And so when he gets to pointing Muslims in America, ears got to go wide open because there's some beautiful things being laid down that he's bringing to, to uh, that he's revealing to make known. Because the people that are in America doing these things doesn't know they are Muslims. They don't know they are Muslims, but he gives the key characteristics 
of the American Muslims. And, and since America's founding, American Muslims have enriched the United States, fought in war, now have <clears throat> have African Americans fought in wars? Well, I got uncles and aunts that fought in wars. We got uncles and aunts that fought in wars. Served in our government. I have aunts and uncles and relatives that served in the government. The brother on the panel has served in the government. Stood. Now, this is what's real if we catch this. Stood for civil rights. It's only one group of people that was pushing a movement based in civil rights. But those people didn't call themselves Muslims. But the President Obama is telling you who these people are. By nature, because we're talking about the culture, not a specific nation, but the culture of all the nations of Africa, which are Muslims, started businesses. We could go into the to the annals of time when we were starting businesses uh, before now of 2000 and early in the 1900s and in the 1800s, 1700s, 16, 15, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7. We can go all the way down to B.C. Taught at university. We know teachers at university. We could just say Booker T. Washington just for a quiz. Teachers taught at universities. But see, the key, what's being said is that what he's talking about, the people inside of it didn't call themselves Muslims. But he's telling you who these people are. Now, this is what really gives it away. Excelled in our sports arenas. Ooh. Excelled in our sports arenas. Now, we know ain't no Muslims playing sports. What Muslim you knew jumping heights and bounds? Really, you have to really, really pay attention to the way he speaks. He really points out in the in-depth level. Now, if you're not paying attention, like the brother said, it will go over your head. Man, that was, that was powerful. Yeah, it's beautiful, brother, because he's telling us as our nation of Africa, being a Kenyan, that your whole nation culture is Islam. And as a follower... Followers of Christianity are called Christians. The followers of Islam are called Muslims and Muslims. 
The older word of Muslim is Muslim. Both are English words. So when he's saying Muslim, he's speaking to English people. He's not speaking Arabic, saying Muslims. He's speaking English. That He's speaking to us. He's trying to help his African people to understand who they are. So we don't know the the uh that excelled. We talking about excelled meaning you did better than average in the league. So you gotta be on a, the the level of Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul Jabal's, Magic Johnson, Bill Russell, up to Steve Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. LeBron James, you have to be talking to these people as Muslims. Because as he said, hail the Olympic torch. What Muslim American you mean hail the Olympic torch? Or any Muslim, period, hail the Olympic torch. So he was in depth speaking to us. That's where he home as well. Beautiful. Well, see, that's where it goes. See, we had a we had a few people in the basketball league that was Muslim. See, but. It wasn't heavily known, but you knew it through the name, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's a Muslim name. So these people that he's talking about are American Muslim are the African Americans in America who have lost their culture. And as his responsibility He's giving you your culture back. One noble, uh, one noble prize. Build our tallest building. This is what's going. It said that Muslims build our tallest building. So. When we go into our studies, and uh, first, before we get into the tallest building, first, for it to be the tallest building, it had to be built. So who it was built by were not slaves. They were Muslims with that science of Islam. The tallest building, the tallest building in the United States, or at least was, was the Siege Tower. The Sears Tower. So Muslims built the Sears Tower. And then this is how the the acuity of Obama's speech. 
out of all the things he listed, at the very end, he put a staple on it to signify to the lost African Americans that they are Muslim. And you just brought it out. By he's saying, now we don't play about no Olympics now. The Olympics is hold dearly. So for a Muslim or a Muslim to light the Olympic torch, and when the brother said, who was that Muslim, who was that Muslim that lit the Olympic torch? And that's how he, that's how Obama put this staple to it. Who lit the torch of the Olympics was Muhammad Ali. When you're talking about Muslim Americans, you are talking about Moorish Americans of the prophet Noble Drew Ali. And that's his last statement when it comes to the Muslims in America. Alina. Then he goes on to say, when the first Muslim American recently elected to Congress. This wasn't made worldwide. This wasn't televised. He took an oath to defend our Constitution. Using the same holy Quran that the one of the founding fathers of the Constitution, Thomas Jefferson, kept in his personal library. When you just drop that name right there, I mean, it's some big keys being dropped, some jewels, the jewels of the elves. That he's telling you that the founder of the Constitution kept the Islamic book in his personal, telling you what he studied personally and why these people called the founding fathers were such of a high character that wrote a freedom of a republic for all nations of America. So it shows that they had assistance from Muslims. So if we know anything about John Hanson, Benjamin Banneker, we know anything, these are Muslims, Muslims. That was around during the time and before the Declaration of Independence was signed. We're talking articles of... Associations and Articles of Confederation, the Continental Congress, we're talking about time before. And these same people were the descendants of the same African nations. And then he said this. He has known Islam on three continents. President Obama says that he has known Islam on three countries, I mean three continents. Now, we got to emphasize, what are these three continents? 
Oh, we just said Islam paved the way for European Renaissance. So Europe was Islamic because the Moors was in Europe, and the custom and the culture of the Moors is Islamism. Then you got the birthplace of Islam being the capital of Egypt which is the continent Africa. Then after Africa, we left, as it says in our uh, circle seven, let me find it for you, verse five, in later years, we left Africa, many of their brethren from Asia. Asia is the next continent, is the third continent that Islam belongs to. So Europe, Africa, and Asia are predominantly Islamic cultures. And he says now, he has known Islam on three continents before coming to America. Before coming to America. Now remember, he's from Kenya. He's from Kenya. Before coming to America, where it was first revealed. America was first revealed, the culture of Islam. That's why you will find the oldest pyramids not in Africa, but in America. Because our science of Islam is the pyramid. Pyramid is in America. And President Obama said it himself. The President of the United States said it himself that before coming to America, where Islam was revealed, Islam was on three other continents after America. And this is why he say the partnership between America not the United States. See, best believe this is an educated, profound brother. So he knows when to use United States and know when to use America. When you refer to presidents, he referred to United States. But now you're talking partnership. If Islam was revealed in America first, which is why the prophet brought us the first religion, Islamism of America, our ancient divine creed of our ancient forefathers and foremothers, the first inhabitants of America, who the 1828 Webster's Dictionary say that the Europeans found on this continent. So he says the partnership between America and Islam must be based on what Islam is. Now add the M to Islam is. Islamism. The partnership between America and Islam must be based on what Islam is, not what it isn't. 
holy and divine prophets. So holy that even President Obama knows, just like every other president knows prior, who came to set the African Americans who do not know their nationality of African, their national descent, and who do not know the divine creed or religion of their forefather was returned from the limpid torch lighting the limpid torch Muhammad Ali he became Muhammad Ali because he learned the teachings of noble Drew Ali and this is why Obama put that towards the put that directly at the end when concerning Muslim Americans where that's code for Moorish Americans the Africans in America. And he says that his part of responsibility as president of the United States, so that means not just his his responsibility, the presidents before and the presidents after, including Trump, including the presidents after, responsibility is to Islam wherever they appear. And the same principle applies to Muslims in the view this is the culture. Check check out the Treaty of Tripoli of seventeen ninety one and let's see what we come out with. So this is the grand importance of why I wanted to bring this speech to our awareness for those who have not heard and those who have heard but not heard this breakdown. So it's a two-in-one because we have to learn why politics play a major role. Why the prophet formed the civics and the religion. That's your politics and your divine creed. In one organization, just like every other organization. But we have to get out of the stereotypes. Islam has been stereotyped. Automatically, our family know that if you approach a brother and he's not a Christian, automatically you know that he's a Muslim. Automatically, our people know that. It's already second hand. You don't even got to say nothing because this is what you are by birth. And as the prophet said in chapter 47, verse 9, according to all true and divine records of the human race, there is no Negro, no black, or no colored race attached to the human family because all the inhabitants of Africa Civilization started in Africa. So there has to be a recording of Negro, black, or color race in Africa, which there are not, because all the inhabitants of Africa were and are of the human race, descendants of the ancient Canaanite nation from the holy land of Canaan. Verse 10, what your ancient forefathers were, we're talking to the beginning, to the beginning, to the beginning of time. Before 
in the beginning of the Bible. Your ancient forefathers and foremothers were. What your ancient ancestry were, you are today without doubt or contradiction. So just as they are found of descendants of the founding fathers of Thomas Jefferson, and Ben Franklin and the likes, we are from the founding fathers of human civilization. And since we fail, we have to say our ancient who started the civilization, the beginning, what your ancient forefathers were, you are today without doubt or contradiction. There is no one who is able to change man from the descendant nature of his forefathers unless his power extends beyond the great universal creator, Allah himself. Beautiful. And so let's let's discuss all that we have heard. So if there's any questions, the line is open. Shallow Shalom. All I can say is that was a beautiful truth. And you couldn't have presented and broke it down and explained it no better. All I can say is amazing. But let's take a look at something here. It's amazing how our mind or our brain or our way we've been taught is covered in so much darkness to when we hear the truth, we are just like walking in a dark room, we hit the light, turn the light on, and then you turn it back off. Mm, beautiful analogy. Just look at our condition still. I'm talking about still. S-T-I-L-L. And it's because of somebody else's teaching and his story became your story and good God Almighty. And let me say this. Some Negro preachers, we need to run them all out of time. But we ain't going to be that mean spirit. Because they are some of the main reasons we all in the sick we in because they have, they'll tell you, don't you fool with them, Muslim, you Christian. I'm not, I can't tell you how many fights I've been in with, with the people's 
that look like me, man. I mean, I've been fighting a long time. Mm, I'm glad you hear to bring that us, testimony. Them Bible told us and them Christian told us, I mean, I've been fighting old for, for four decades alone. My will say about five. Family members and, and all. And I could testify as well, Christian aspect. Hearing the stories of fights between uh, the Muslims or the Muslims and the Christians growing up from, from, from my parents as well. So I definitely understand that. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, brother, it wasn't easy to get to where I'm at today. And when you look at the condition that the people are still in, because I told them all then, but they still there. I'm just showing you what a big dose of brainwash a hit in the head can do to a man. Mm-hmm. Right in his act. All this, and the sad part about it, all this is in the name of Jesus Christ and God Almighty. And these people love God and they love Jesus, and they're supposed to love them because we love them as well. But you don't want to be baptized in ignorance and call yourself Lord Jesus and God because they ain't about that ignorance. So who are you fooling? Who are you fooling? It's time to take a rain check. Am I calling? Are you at the floor? Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, you 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 made a uh, some great valid points because uh, you are shunned away from looking into you know being a Muslim. And so the history toward what a Muslim is is never approached. And that's why I wanted to bring it to this level today. Because we got, it's time to level up. The people in high high places know who we are. And understand our culture. This is why we have a remnant of what we like over. Because they make things in a similar context to our culture. And so by the president himself, who we love dearly, that every majority person of that African nation, the African descent, voted for. So the same person you vote for tell you, that you being a Muslim. And this is ignored. But we know the verses and words to the songs of today. And we care much to remember those songs more than the history of our ancestors. And especially in this time of information age of rising of the Enlightenment of the soul 
our ancestors are not traceable. We don't need to go to no DNA, no Ancestry.com. Their records don't even go back far enough. So that is just a, a, a waste of money and a waste of time. You have a holy prophet that have came and brought you everything you need. So these are just some things that's not talked about about America's history. The power that Islam have in America. The premise of the Constitution is based off Islamic principles, racial equality. That's what the Constitution is based upon, racial equality, equality, checks and balances. The tallest building, so that, that's, that's architect. Say the arcs, that's the architect. Music, oh, we know music is sports. That is just the easiest. But we got to come back home to what and who we are as a unit, not as an individual, but as a unit. We are told we are Moorish Americans, all the descendants of Moroccans from the ancient Moabites. So we understand how we get here. It's no longer a clue. It's only a clue if you don't have the whole and divine law from the prophet. So there's many laws that we have to get to and, and begin to understand. And this is why once we begin to Move, move towards that understanding All is revealed the, We out of the darkness Into the marvelous light Shalom Shalom Uh all that you have revealed to us, and once we wake up, we have truth, and the most of all, we have our power back, so we can do what we need to do. Because when we awake up. That's going to be your power right there. See, all power has been given to you. All knowledge, all wisdom. I think I've heard that. When you awaken, quit being that sleeping giant. Y'all remember that long years ago? They They might not do it now, but they used to have a book called The Sleeping Giant. And they taught us that in school when we were little. Uh, I yeah, know, I remember. Stopped. You remember? They gave it to us in a fairy tale. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. They gave it to us in a fairy tale, like along with Little Red Riding Hood. 
here comes the prophet. The holy divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali, says that a follower of Islam, in the true sense of the word, is one whose hands, tongue, and thoughts do not hurt others. The object of man's life, according to Islam, is its complete unfoldment. Islam teaches that man is born with unlimited capacities for progress. Islam does not support the idea that man was born in sin. Islam does not support the idea that man was born in sin. Islam teaches that everyone has within him or her the seed of perfect development, and it rests solely within himself or herself to make or hurt your own future. Your own fortune The cardinal doctrine of Islam Is the unity of the Father Allah We believe in one God Allah who is all God Allah who is all mercy And Allah who is all power Allah is perfect and holy, all wisdom, all knowledge, and all truth. These are some of Allah's great attributes so far as we can understand. Allah is free from all defect, all defect. Allah is holy and transcendent. Allah is personal to us. And so far as we see Allah's attributes working for us and in us. But Allah is nevertheless impersonal. Because Allah is infinite. Allah is perfect and holy. We do not believe that death, decay, or sleep overtake Allah. Neither do we believe that Allah is a helplessly inactive and inert force. Nothing happens without Allah's knowledge and Allah's will. Allah neither begets nor is Allah begotten. Because there are the traits of frail, because these are the traits of frail and weak humanity. The unity of Allah is the first and foremost pillar of Islam, and every other belief hangs upon it. So, as the prophet tells us in verse 10, Come all ye Asiatics of America, and hear the truth about your nationality and birthright, because you are not Negroes, 
learn of your forefathers ancient and divine creed that you will learn to love instead of hate. So to become a member of the Moore Science Temple of America, from the words of the Supreme Prophet, Noble Drew Ali, membership, sisters and brothers, is free. Not only here in America, but all over the world, it is free. To learn about your nationality and your birthright and learn of your forefathers' ancient divine creed. And now we read the voice of the prophet. The voice of the prophet. If you have race pride and love your race, you love your African American. You love your African nation. If you have race, pride, and love your African nation, join the Moore Science Temple of America and become a part of this divine movement. Then you will have power to redeem your race because you will know, because you will know, not guess, by joining the Moore Science Temple of America for free, you will know who you are and your forefathers were. You will know who you are and who your forefathers were. Because where there is unity, we all coming together, there is strength. Together we stand. Separated, we fall. We've been separated too long. Together, we stand. There's unity, and there's strength, and there is strength in unity. Come, good people, not bad people, not the iniquitous people, not the undivine people, not the unholy people. But come good people Because I The prophet Sent to redeem This African American nation From mental slavery Which you have now Need every one of you Who think that your condition Can be better I know I feel And know that my condition can be better. Can your condition be better? And what is the Moore Science Temple of America, Prophet? The Moore Science Temple is a field 
open to strong, not weak. The prophets say strong men and women. This is for strong men and women of the African Asiatic nations to uplift the nation and take your place in the affairs of nations. If the Europeans and other nations are helping me, all the presidents from the 44th to now the 45th to the 45th to before the first to the seventh to George Washington beyond, if they're not helping, if they're helping, why not the Negro? It is your problem. The Negro problem is being solved. The Negro problem is being solved only as it can. And that is by the Moorish National Divine Movement. If you have a nation, you must have a free national name. German American, Italian American, European American. Is not one Irish American is one You can't be European American You can't be African American That's not a nation Kenyan American Is a free national name Moorish American Is a free national name Provided by The Moorish Science Temple of America in order to be recognized by this nation as an American citizen. This is what the prophetic Jesus meant when it was saying in the Holy Bible, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things will be added unto you. Shalom. Any questions and comments? We got one more literature that the prophet wants us to read to be read at every meeting, and we're going to close this out. Anything from the council members before we take this last reading? Shalom. Shalom. Oh, take the full great elder. Shalom. I was saying, continue on. I'm out. Beautiful. Well, we're going to read what the prophet wanted to read to be proclaimed and read at every meeting. The divine warning by the prophet, Noble Drew Ali. The prophet warns all mosques, governor's order to read proclamation at each meeting. 
I hereby inform all members of the Morris Science Temple of America that they must end all radical, agitating speeches while at work, in their homes, or on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards at Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be of severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings toward the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their reward from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors, all true Moors will and must obey the law as laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their car and button. Seize wearing turban, seize wearing their turban and fez and return to the state. The state of mind, remember? The state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet, noble Drew Ali. And if the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending out the divine fleet to all Moorish Americans that they do their part in protecting their prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. By the order of Prophet Noble Drew Ali. So that will conclude our readings and writings and our evidences that we are entering into the record for this meeting. Any other council members? Want to say anything before we bring before we close this circle with the circle seven? Peace and love. That's all I gotta say. Man, peace on earth, goodwill to men.
it was a beautiful, beautiful class today because everything, every broadcast is a lesson. Lesson for pure divineness that I am taking in and soaking up. So it pinpointed something that really, really stood out when you was reading the divine warning for the prophet. Stop flashing your cards at Europeans. It causes confusion. The card is for your salvation. So it's not even supposed to be taken out your pocket. It's for your salvation. So, yeah, it's just some beautiful things being said. And with that, I say love and peace and yield the floor. Beautifulness. Oh, beautiful and divine family. Praise Allah. And praise Allah for having y'all present. For giving us the opportunity to gain understanding of why we're here. So as the prophet tells us to know thyself and thy universal creator, God Allah. You know the universal creator, great God Allah, by practicing the five divine, by living the five divine, and by teaching the five divine. So I hope this was helpful and impactful. And if so, leave your testimonies. Leave I would love we would love to hear your testimonies. Leave your testimonies at K O S K O M M U N I T Y at Gmail dot com. That's K O S community with a K at Gmail dot com. Let us hear your testimonies. With that we're gonna close this meeting promptly to circle seven and love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Praise Allah and peace and love and truth to all. Peace and love. Peace on earth and goodwill to men.